Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2178. We continue on our trek celebrating the third annual Chattanooga Motor Car Festival this week. It takes place October 14th through the 16th. It's a three-day festival that includes a Concord Elegance, a fall rally, vintage racing, a gathering of the greats with Ferraris, a Meekum auction, in a family fun zone, just to name a few of the many things you'll see at this event. To learn more and get your tickets, go to ChattanoogaMotorCar.com. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah! Today, I've got a very special returning guest by the name of Mike Tilson. Mike, welcome back to Cars Yeah! Do you have any gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? Thank you, Mark. I'm glad to be back. Well, kind of a funny question for a guy like you who's been around so many cool cars, race cars, uh, done so much in the car world. And before I give you a proper introduction and we talk about all the things you've done in your life, well, not all of them, because that would take a very long show, but also (laughs) the Chattanooga Motor Car Festival. What's one little thing that maybe people don't know about Mike Tilson? Well, uh, in, in addition to horsepower, I'm interested in horses. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I'm a master of fox sounds at Radnor Hunt. Um, wow. I fox hunt or fox chase three days a week, and I've been doing that for 35 years. No kidding. Oh, my gosh. I, yep. You know, see, I didn't know that either. So uh, Yeah, I don't really talk much about that. Yeah, yeah. But well, it, it consumes a good part of my life. It's my uh, therapy, and I love being uh, around the horses and then uh, in uh, nature and with, with our hounds. Yeah, wow. As if you're not busy enough, my friend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> riding horses. No, exactly. <laughs> Very cool. Well, let me give you a proper introduction. Mike Tilson is the founder of Tilson Motor Cars, a company he started in 1972, having owned and restored many fine vehicles. He is the founder and chairman of the Radnor Hunt Concours and an expert in high-performance European automobiles. Mike built and drove race cars in the World Endurance Championship in the 60s and 70s, and he competed at Sebring 12 hours, Daytona 24 hours, and Watkins Glen 6 hours, as well as racing in Mexico and Canada with many notable co-drivers such as Ian's Ireland, Elliot Forbes Robinson, Bruce Jennings, and Al Holbert, just to name a few. Holy cow. He was participating in major racing events around the world, including the Mille Miglia, the New England 1000, and many Porsche and Ferrari club driving events as well. Mike is a member of the International Chief Judges Advisory Group, known as ICJAG. You've heard about them here on Cars, yeah? And judges at many major Concours events in the U.S., Canada, and Europe. He's a Concours judge at Amelia Island, Hilton Head, Boca Raton, the Arizona Concours, and was the chief judge at the Carmel Concours on the Avenue. I hope they bring that back. And Mike will be a celebrity guest at this year's Chattanooga Motor Car Festival. We'll be back in just a moment, but first a word from our sponsors, so please give them a little love, and we'll be right back. Sit tight. Autumn has arrived, the weather is changing, and that means your vehicle needs extra protection against everything that Mother Nature can drop. Covercraft offers you a multitude of layers and protection for your special rides. Are you putting your summer toys, watercraft, RV, motorcycles, trailers, even your patio furniture away? Well, Covercraft has a custom fit cover just for you. Covercraft offers you 10 different car cover options, that's right, 
10 for your vehicle's protection, whether you store it inside or out. All carefully crafted into the form and fit with the quality and attention to detail that's been their standard since 1965. And don't forget, their custom fit seat covers, pet pads, yeah, Fido's gonna get wet and muddy, dash mats, sunscreens, and custom fit floor mats and trunk mats are available at Covercraft.com. Whatever the surface you want to protect, Covercraft has a solution just for you. And if you use the code YA21 at Covercraft.com, you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order plus free shipping. That's right, 10% off and free shipping. Simply use the code YEAH21 at checkout. Come on, Mother Nature, bring it on. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. Fall is here, and you know what that means. Time to put a good coat of protection on your vehicle. I'm teamed up with AutoGeek, and they've been the leading source of auto detailing products, accessories, and expert knowledge for more than 20 years. What started back in 1997 as a small mail-order catalog company grew into a multi-website-based e-commerce store, and that's what they are today. With a large online presence on its own website featuring close to 100 different brands, AutoGeek has grown to be the largest car care retailer in the country. AutoGeek's wholesale program serves accounts in over 30 countries, and its retail sector ships worldwide. If you want to protect your vehicle this fall, and you should, go to AutoGeek.net for the best product selection on the internet today and technical support. AutoGeek.net is where I go for my detailing needs. That's AutoGeek.net. I was tired of my rates for my collector car insurance going up every year for no explainable reason. My carrier seemed to be turning into a media company versus an insurance company. And I realized that a portion of my policy premium was paying for all those so-called free media goodies. So I did my homework. I talked to knowledgeable collectors, shopped around and discovered American Collectors Insurance. They've been serving the collector car hobby since 1976. You last that long by properly serving your customers' insurance need, not with a lot of fluff. ACI is ranked the number one online collector car insurance provider, according to Google, Trustpilot, Facebook, and they offer their real person guarantee live support. No never-ending phone loops when you need help. Plus, because you don't use your classic car as a daily driver, you could save up to 40% compared to regular auto insurance. American Collectors Insurance provides agreed value policies. So if you experience a total loss to your collector vehicle or it's stolen, you'll be paid the amount listed on your declaration page, less any deductibles, of course. No ifs, ands, or buts. Give them a call today and ask for your free quote at 866-A-C-I-Y-E-A-H. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of mine, Mark Greens, at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance, classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. So, Mike, welcome back. Now, you are a very busy guy. You travel all over the place going to all sorts of different automotive museums. Well, museums probably, too, but Concours events mostly and driving events, right? Uh, correct. Yeah. Been, uh, traveling quite a lot in the last few weeks and will be traveling again in the next few weeks, but it's all good. Get to go to great uh, venues, see great cars, and uh, my great friends. Are you still heavily involved with your Tilson motor cars? Are you? Is that another big part of your life? Well, I've uh, wound it down a bit, uh, par- partially because I can't find qualified help. 
mm, uh, yeah. to work on the kind of cars that I work on. So we're still doing some projects, but mostly I'm doing uh, sales and consulting. Okay. You know, this is a reoccurring nightmare for, I think, almost every company in the last two and a half years. It, it is. It, but in the automotive sector, I interview so many people that work in that field. What are your thoughts about how how we can change that moving forward so that there's people around to work on these great cars? Well, we have to get young people involved. And a, a lot of the events that I do, we're, we're trying to bring in young people to do junior judging and to get them interested in older cars and get them to appreciate the older cars and to understand how they work. Because it seems like the new generation, um, many of them don't drive um, and they're the car industry is moving towards electric. So we need to encourage these young people. I think there are a few colleges that do have courses for um, uh, young people that want to learn how to work on cars or do restorations, but we have to encourage that. Yeah, McPherson College is a great example of one of those that offers exactly. a four-year yeah. degree. And I've had people from there and students more recently, a young man who is a student there about to graduate and, and is excited. But yeah, this is a, a bit of a conundrum that we're in here. And I think you're right. Getting people involved in these events, young people, so they see there's some opportunity is so important. And, you know, as we record this show, you're getting ready to go up to the uh, Drain uh, Concours and all those events, which is so fun. But today we're going to talk about the Chattanooga Motor Car Festival, because I know you were there at the original one. This is their third anniversary. We kind of had to skip some years because of the the pandemic. I want to talk a little bit about what the Chattanooga Motor Car Festival means to you, because one of the things that makes this event incredible is the multifacets that go on around this event. So let's start with, uh, we'll kind of start with the the big granddaddy, the Concorde Elegance, which is something, boy, you've been to, I don't know. Have you have you ever counted how many Concorde Elegance you've been to? No, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, let's talk a little bit about this one. Well, I, I was invited by Ken Gross, who was a good friend, for the first year to be the chief judge. And I had never been to Chattanooga. The first year of the event was amazing. Uh, the, the town was so uh, welcoming and interesting. Uh, the way we set the cars up on the street was very unique. Uh, and it, like you said, it's a threefold event with, between the, the uh, concours and the track event and the uh, uh, rally. So there's a lot going on on the weekend, and there's something there for everybody. Oh, absolutely. And you mentioned rally. This is something I know that's near and dear to your heart. Being a, a past racer and a participant in rally events around the world, uh, they have what's called the Kenosa Fall Rally. Tell me a little bit about what that's going to be. Well, the drive and the scenery and uh, the challenge are uh, really very exciting for everybody. Yeah, it's going to be absolutely fun. And uh, I believe the way they've set this up is a lot like, let's pick a big one, Pebble Beach, the tour, where cars that are going to participate Mm -hmm. in the concourse can be driven in the rally. I think that's how this is going to work at the Chattanooga event. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and then you know when we judge the cars, the cars that perform that have done the rally get a a, a little bit of a, a extra point or a, a tiebreaker for having done the rally, which is cool. And then also they've got something very cool. They have built a purpose-built racetrack to run vintage cars. That's got to tug at your heartstrings. Yeah, that really does, and I I, I love seeing that. And uh, actually, they had they've reconfigured the track this year and added a chicane. Uh, and it's amazing that they can actually do that in, in a um, um, cosmopolitan environment. It's almost a little bit like Monte Carlo. 
I don't know how they pulled that off in a short time they did it, but uh, those brothers, they pull off some incredible things. Yeah, 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 they really do. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And they also have what they call the Gathering of the Greats, and this year's Ferrari, I believe, right? going to be Ferrari, yeah. It's the Ferrari 75th anniversary, and there's going to be a, a great selection of representing Ferraris from every important era. Uh, race cars and um, production cars, and got a great, great group of judges. So that that'll be a very interesting feature. Do you know uh, maybe a couple special Ferraris that are going to be there that you're aware of? We are hoping we were working on a, a Ferrari GTO, mm. which is one of the rarest of the rare. We were hoping that will be there. Certainly, 275 GTB. Fours, uh, a, a fair share of Dino 246s, a little bit of from every era as well as the production and the racing eras. Well, and of course, uh, auctions are a big part of events these days, and uh, Meekum's going to be a part of this deal, right? Yeah, and, that, and that's that's a big draw, and it's 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 good for the good for the auction company to have all these people gathered there, and it's good for us to have the people that are attending the auction to be part of our program. You know, for a guy that works around old cars and so forth, I'd love to chat with you a little bit about your thoughts on what's going on in the collector car market right now, because. My goodness, in many respects, many areas, collector car values just kind of just keep going up and up and up and up. And what what's your opinion of what's going on when you add the dynamics of massive inflation, kind of a scary economy, the stock market just keeps going in the wrong direction. But people exactly. have money to spend on, well, some people have money to spend on collector cars. And you look at Meekum and many of the auction houses, and they just keep breaking records weekend after weekend. What's your opinion of, of what's going on well I, I that's interesting because i watch that i um i'm curious as to, as to why that's still going on i think there's a lot of cash around i think people are looking for other uh, places to put money for example a ferrari gto they're not going to make any more of them um and uh, you've got a, all you need are a couple of people to chase a car like that and they're going to you know they're in the 70 million dollar range oh, now and yeah. the, and people are predicting they'll do do 100 million Oh, so wow. I, I think the collector market is going to be strong. I think some of the mid-range cars might hurt a little bit. Maybe some muscle cars may not um, uh, bring the big, big money that they have been bringing. But I don't think they're going to fall flat. I think it's just going to be uh, the, the rarest of the rare are going to bring, bring the big money and the other cars are going to be just stable. You know, uh, I had the CEO of Meekum on my show a few weeks ago, and we were talking about a phenomenon that he's seeing. And I'd love to get your opinion on this, having been around cars for so long. The Restomod concept. Now, Restomods for you and me used to be a little blit a bit, and I'll speak for myself, a, a, a blasphemy. They would take a nice old classic car and put modern stuff in it and call it a Restomod. And I used to kind of roll my eyes and go, why would you do that? Well, that's become a whole new entity of itself. And the CEO Meekum was saying that we're seeing prices of these cars that are being, let's call them reimagined, like Rob uh, Rob Dickinson's Singer car. But I'm seeing it in a broad, mm-hmm. a broad sector. Radford, Cyan with the P1800, Volvos, all sorts of cars being reimagined into cars that, well, frankly, guys like you and I could get in and drive and feel confident and go a little faster, stop a little better. What are your thoughts on that whole concept? 
Well, uh, it's tricky for me because I'm more of a purist. Mm -hmm. I grew up in the hot rod era, but never really appreciated hot rods. I think so much of it is generational. Uh, the certain age group that uh, want want that car that they couldn't have when it was uh, uh, when, when they were uh, of that age and couldn't afford it, but now can. So I, I think it's kind of tricky. The Radwood is a little unusual for me as well, uh, but I understand there's a draw, and uh, we have to start to appeal to the different uh, age groups that because uh, the, the rest of us are aging out. Yeah, boy, we are, aren't we? <laughs> What's with that? Yeah. I, I guess as a friend told me, he goes, don't be afraid of getting old. Uh, it's a luxury afforded to few. Yeah. So, uh, you know, yeah, uh, we got, sure. we've got to embrace it. You know, and that leads me to one of the things they do at the Chattanooga Motor Car event is the family fun zone. This is a family fun environment, and they encourage people to bring young people, which will yep. do what we're talking about, is, is get more young people involved. And I always say, you know, take a kid on the street. If his parents aren't into it, offer to take a kid, a neighbor kid or a family member who has a kid, mm -hmm. if they're not into cars, to a car show. You might spark an interest and end up with a, you know, end up with a Mike Tilson or a Mark Green on your hands uh, who just fall in love with cars as a little kid and it, they stick with it. So uh, I think it'll. Yeah, I think that's a, it's a, it's a great feature. And you, and you, you can see them when they, their faces you can see the kids that are interested, their face kind of lights up when they see a particular car. Yeah. It's and uh, then, you know, the spark is there and you, maybe this, this kid will go on to be more involved. So at this event coming up, uh, the Chattanooga event, what are the things that you're going to be primarily doing at this event? Well, I'm the chief judge, so I, I have just about almost 50 judges under me to, to uh, handle the uh, the the uh, judging and I'll be giving them their assignments and then we'll go over uh, the different classes and uh, try to get it all done right and get it done on time. They're going to be uh, keeping you busy. I have a feeling for sure. Yeah, that's a, it's a, it's a busy process, the scoring process. You know, I have some help. I have a good team. They, the DeFore brothers are really good about providing help and making it as easy as possible for for all of us. No doubt. Now, one of the great things about this year's event are the people and they've got a lineup of what they have celebrity people. I consider yes, you a celebrity yeah. as well, Mike. Uh, but there's some, some people that are out that, that are, have been on the show this week, actually. And I kind of wanted to run a, f a few, a few of them and get, get your opinions here. We've got Bill Rothermel. Yeah. Bill is an old friend. I, uh, I just worked, uh, with him at a uh, well he he works at our uh, Radnor Hunt Concours and he just did the St. Michael's event uh he, yeah he's great fantastic Brian Redmond now there's a character Oh yeah, Brian and I have had our our moments on the racetrack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've actually raced with against him, right? Yes, yes. Wow. Yeah. There's a story, but it's a little bit long. I'll, I'll save that for another time. <laughs> okay. All right. Now you've got my curiosity up. Uh, Corky Coker, who, uh, of course, has a museum there and is well known for tires and mm -hmm. wheels. I mean, he's another character that everybody knows who Corky Coker is. And, you know, they're going to mm -hmm. have uh, two other ex-racers, Justin Bell, Tommy Kendall, uh, are going right. to be there with yep. the Torque Show, right? Yeah, exactly. Yep. They're, they're, they're really standouts. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Keith Martin, of course, from Sports Car Market mm -hmm. Magazine, just got my new one in the mail, so that'll eat up my afternoon, I'm sure, looking at the market reports. Uh, Ken Gross, who uh, you know well, has put together some amazing cars to be in the economy. Uh, yeah, he really events. has. And, uh, you know, he's got a wonderful history as an author as well, and he's written some fabulous books and articles about cars. He's a real um, fountain of uh, knowledge. Is there anybody that Ken doesn't know? 
I don't think so. Probably not. No. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, you know, a couple of special ladies are going to be there. Lynn St. James, who was my guest this week on the show, and Linda Vaughn, right. who was my guest uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, she'll be there, too. And uh, what a yeah. nice lady she is. I mean, she's amazing. Uh, um, what was what was her name? Um, Miss Hurst? Golden yeah, Gold- yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, what a history and uh, what a smart lady and what a special person. I, I'm really happy. And she just celebrated a milestone birthday. So. You never tell a lady's age, but... Uh, but Well, I finally got my picture taken with her at the you? last event. All right. Yep. Very cool. Yeah, we all got to get one of those. Um, right. And then, of course, Wayne Carini, you know, the guy, yeah, the absolutely. consummate car guy. Scott Speed, another racer, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah, he's going to be fun. Tom Cotter, of course, another guy who seems to know everybody and uh, about, you know, author of so many great books. Uh, Ray Evernham, who was a guest yesterday on Cars Yeah, mm-hmm. another fellow racer who's uh, been around and done just about everything. And of course, the builder Chip Foos. So this lineup of people is pretty special, right? Really, and it's amazing that in, in uh, three years to gather the the, uh, the notoriety to draw these these kind of celebrities, it's it's really impressive. It's really cool, and I remind you, listeners, if you go to this event, the, all these folks will be walking around. You can walk up to them, get pictures, autographs, talk to them. There'll be forums, there'll be talks. Uh, all these folks will be there. The setting for this event is very well. How would you describe it? I mean, it's, it's very kind of communal, and it's like in the city. It, it's yeah, it really is because. All the cars are on the streets, and all the um, the shops and restaurants are open. So you can look at cars, you can go shopping, uh, and get the feel of the city, which is a wonderful city. It's going to be fun. We'll take a short break. Thank our sponsors. Sit tight, keep the seatbelts on, and we'll be right back. Tech Force is a charity of choice here at Cars. Yeah, auto techs are in high demand, but the supply. It's critically short. For every one tech who graduates school, there's five jobs waiting for them. Said another way, four technician jobs go unfilled for every technician graduate. Lots of young people love cars, but don't know how to turn that passion into their careers. TechForce Foundation shows them through career exploration, technical education, and the workforce development solutions. Join CarsYeah in supporting TechForce Foundation and its mission to solve the technician shortage by donating at techforce.org today. You've heard me talking about Linkage Magazine for, well, almost two years now. My good friend Donald Osborne is the publisher of that fine publication. Linkage, known as being geared for the automotive life, is a magazine full of experiences, opinions, and values on the collector car market, and so much more. Well, guess what? In 2023, Linkage Magazine is growing to six issues. That's right. And if you're a subscriber, you can renew and take advantage of this deal by getting six issues for the price of four. If you go to LinkageMag.com and click on the Renew button and use the promo code RENEW6 for one year or Renew12 for two years, you'll get a special deal. And if you're a new subscriber, and if you don't get the magazine, I suggest you do. Make sure you take advantage of this lower price, which is happening now up until December 31st, 2022. So renew or subscribe to Linkage Magazine at LinkageMag.com. Do it today. So, Mike, since you were on the show before, you know, I always ask my guests about big challenges they face I'm going to twist this up a little bit with you because you're so ingrained in the automotive world. What do you see as a 
a challenge these days for, let's say, the collector car market or just the automotive sector in general. Uh, aside from what we talked about is finding great help. I mean, that's an ongoing issue. Is there, there any other challenges you see that maybe uh, need some improvement or change in the automotive sector? Well, I, you know, I think the, this big move towards electric cars is a challenge f- for collector cars. And I know a lot of uh, my friends in in my end of the world are, are worried about it, is that uh, gasoline may go away and we may not be able to drive our cars. And I, 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 we worry about that. I know there are a lot of uh, um, changes in laws about in California, you won't be able to buy a gas car in 2035. You know, I I saw a nice little talk, and it gave me some encouragement. It was Jay Leno talking about his opinion of that. And I, I've had this conversation with guests before to relate it back to when the horse was kind of taken out of commission and cars came in. And people thought, well, what's going to happen to the horse? Well, there's more horses now than there were when the Model yeah, T came out. My hope is, and I'd love your opinion on this, is that these great old cars that we drive will become special event type vehicles that we'll still be able to drive, we'll be able to use, but maybe they'll be used in special rallies and tours or special events or demonstrations and things like that. Now, I have a feeling this is going to be way past when you and I are probably long gone. Yeah, we're not going to get that. We may not see that, but I, I hope that that's where we end up and they don't all end up in static displays because there's still people that ride horses. I hear you like to ride horses. Yeah, I do that every now and then. <laughs> every now, well, there you go. So I'll give you that little bit of hope to correlate that with your horse riding, okay? Well, I think we all, all of us that are in the end of this business of the collector cars and uh, uh, concours events and rallies and racing, we, we just all have to stick together and make sure that we get our message out there and that that this this is part of our history of the automobile. Uh, so we can't let it go by the wayside. We have to keep it going. Yeah, I think so. And quite honestly, if you look at the challenges that EV cars bring to just the world and their use, uh, I'm not so sure that you could really just cut it off as fast as what it feels like is trying to be done to us just from the standpoint of the supply of batteries the supply of power um all those different infrastructure things that have to go into place that are far from being completed to where we can actually get around so i think there's a lot more work to be done at least that's my hope (laughs) so yeah i think it wasn't well thought out about all the uh, unintended consequences you know yes. getting rid of batteries and and where where's all the power going to come from and what what do you do for example now in florida and people have a only an electric car and they have to evacuate and the grid goes down ah uh, so, yeah <laughs> that's a problem isn't it it's gonna could be a really serious serious problem yeah yeah i i think you're right but you know what i'm not so sure politics has ever thought anything through very well when they no. when they <laughs> mandate things but we won't go down that path because it'll be a very a very ugly conversation, I think. We'll stick yeah. to something fun here. You know, I always like to ask about special vehicles in people's lives. And again, since you've been on the show, I'm going to twist this one up. Is there a car that you know of that's coming to the Chattanooga Motor Car Festival that you're really excited about seeing? Uh, you know, it, there are so many. And and like every every day or at any time, uh, another car could be my favorite of the day so <laughs> you're one of those guys <laughs> i'm i'm kind of all over the map <laughs> yeah well i know that we mentioned ferraris and i know you love european sports cars like yep. i do so yep. from the let's maybe we kind of stick this to the ferrari 
specialty field or the Ferrari mark. Is there a Ferrari coming that you're really looking forward to seeing? I'm looking forward to getting, and, and we haven't had it confirmed yet, and we're still working on it. I'm looking forward to a, a Ferrari GTO. I had the um, misfortune of crashing a, uh, a Ferrari 250 GTO. When was this? Oh, 1972. Okay. Well, they, were, they weren't worth quite as much back then. It was an $8,000 car. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Uh, the car w- was recently sold. Well, I wouldn't say recently. It was sold seven or eight years ago for $52 million. Oh, gosh. Wow. And now they're at $70 million. But yeah. they were... They were so unique in that they were beautiful to look at. They were successful race cars, uh, and they were rare. I mean, it's got everything going for it. But I I would say the Ferrari GTO is one of my all-time favorites. Yeah. You know, a guy, a friend of mine, just north of me, about an hour north of me, John Shirley, has a beautiful one that— uh, Oh, I, I know, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. I've, I've been able—I've never been able to drive it. Uh, I've never been able to ride in it, but I've been able to sit in it in his garage and be around it and photograph it and, and photograph it and things like that. But he does get out and use use his cars, and I love the fact that he, he likes to take things back to— I think where they were, his car is white now, which I think is the only white GTO. Yeah, that's that's unusual. There's a there's white and there's blue, uh, but um, yeah, uh, several years ago uh, uh, at Radnor we had a, uh, a class of Ferraris that I had been pushing for for years, and um, my committee was a little skeptical, uh, and they finally relented, and so we had a class of Ferraris, uh, any Ferrari as long as it's not red. <laughs> Well, uh, you know, special colors are near and dear to my heart. And I remember years ago, first time I went to Japan, I got to visit the, what was then the Matsuda collection, uh, which was back oh, when yeah. Japan yeah. was buying up all the cars. And they had a green GTO that I believe Sterling Moss raced that car yes. uh, yeah. back in the day. Now, I'm not sure. Is, where do you, where's that car live now? Do you know? If, is it in the States or in Europe? Or I think it's in Europe. Mm-hmm. I think that okay. car's still in Europe. But I remember that, yeah. I thought that was kind of a cool color. I got to sit in that car. We went out to the country in Japan and saw that collection and uh, uh, some amazing cars that they had back then when all those Ferraris were being bought up by Japanese people because of the value of the U.S. dollar to the yen. And, yeah. And then it all switched and they all got sold for half of they what they paid for here. them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the way it goes. So I'm going to be a little bit of a car psychologist for you. I don't know that I asked you this question, but that's okay because you're all over the place. You're changing things all the time. Uh, If you were reincarnated, Mike, not what Mm -hmm. you want to be, but you became or manifest (laughs) as a vehicle, what would you be and why? Um, um, Porsche 911. Okay. And why is that? Um, They're um, unconventional, but Mm. reliable. Okay. Fair enough. (laughs) You know, with air-cooled rear engine, that's kind of unconventional and uh i like unconventional things and you know i'm pretty reliable i think so yeah that's why all these guys keep inviting you back to their concord events uh so yeah i think you are you know my listeners know porsche 911s are near and dear to my heart and i really don't know that there's any other vehicle that has stood the test of time in its pure form as the porsche 911 has absolutely they're incredible yeah, it's really amazing. I kind of keep wondering, will there be a day that the 911 becomes mid-engine? I know we have the Cayman, the 718, the Boxster, those cars. Yeah, yeah. If they'll finally move that that power plant forward, uh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, well, they've been moving it. <laughs> I know, slowly but surely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. fun cars. You know, one of the things that 
is important. I know it's important to you. It is to me is how many of these events give back through charity organizations. And I wanted to mention that the Chattanooga Motor Car Festival, they support neuroscience research through what's called the 50 Plus Foundation. Also, uh, they raise money that goes to the Neuroscience Center uh, at CHI Memorial and the Neuroscience Innovation Foundation. I want you to chat a little bit about that and and the importance of all these events that you attend and I event that attend that raise money to help charity and why that's important. How, how does that figure into your mind? Well, for me, it's important because it's a way that I can share my passion that helps uh, people that need the help. Every event that I'm involved in, I, I'm really proud that we give back to the, the organizations. Um, I have one that I do at the Dr. Simeon Museum that is, uh, raises funds for Children's Hospital for uh, genetic research. My, our event at Radnor is for uh, Thorncroft Equestrian Center, which uh, has a uh, writing program for disabled children and um, uh, disabled veterans, and it, and it makes a difference. And that's a way that I can make a difference with with the things that I love with cars. Yeah, it's very very cool. Now I love to talk about books here. Is there perhaps a great book you've read in the last year that you really enjoy? It doesn't have to be about cars. Well, not in the last year, but the book that was my inspiration for so, so long and who was my inspiration in racing. It was a book written by Sterling Moss. It was called All But My Life. Mm. And uh, it was a Sterling story of his, his racing career and his uh, uh, actually guidance about how to become um, a, a great uh, race car driver. I had the opportunity to talk to Sterling one time uh, about the book. And uh, I said I followed most of the things in the book, but I still didn't become the world champion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what gives? <laughs> and he said, uh, sorry about that, mate. <laughs> yes, sorry about that. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, what a guy. Uh, wonderful book. It has to be on every yeah. automotive enthusiast library shelf. Absolutely. I think the later book that I, I find fast fun was a book called Racing in the Rain. Oh, The Art of Racing in the Rain. Yeah. The Art of Racing in the Rain. Yeah, that's a great book. <laughs> I had Gar Stein, the author of that book, as a guest on my show. Um, I tell you, the the book is awesome. The movie was okay, but the book is so much better. Yeah, the book was great. The, the, yeah. yeah, it was fabulous. Yeah. And they also have an audio version of that, which is really, really nice. Um, right. I encourage people, if you, you don't like to read, but you like to listen to books, and that's a, a way so many people absorb books these days, uh, you can get that as well. And a little secret for you listeners, I've, I've said this before, but if you haven't accessed this, your public library – will let you borrow audiobooks for free. Wow, it's very simple. They'll send it right to your device. All you have to do is go in, get a library card, sign up. Uh, my wife gets two or three books a week from the library and listens all the time. I always joke that maybe that's why she has earbuds in her ears so she didn't have to listen to me. She'll just listen to books, but uh, she enjoys well, it so That's good, because uh, libraries seem to be going by the wayside anymore. I'm well, they have come, you know, this has been something that's been going on. And when I mention this to people, a lot of them go, really? I had no idea. And no, I said, I yeah. And, and even if they don't have the book you want, you can request it and they will get it for you. And it's all free. I mean, your tax dollars are paying for it, obviously. So you are paying for it in a little way, but uh, it's a lot less, lot less money than maybe using Audible or some of these other services you have to pay for. Uh, for streaming. So check that out. So today I'm going to allow you or enable you to go on what I call the ultimate drive, but we're going to twist this up a little bit, Mike, to go with uh, the Chattanooga event. If I could provide you with any car in the world that you could drive on the Canosa Fall Rally during this event, or you could race it 
at the Grand Pace Grand Prix at the Bend. So you get to choose. Do you want to race or go on the rally? And I'll provide you with any car in the world. What car would it be? Well, I could go back to the GTO. <laughs> Gee, but you're, you're I, not a cheap date, are you? <laughs> no, but I might go up one more, but uh, maybe a 300 SLR. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. That so would be a very cool car. Sounds like your choice. Well, you know, you could drive those on the track and take them on the rally. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I'd rather be on the track. That's more fun. Yeah, I have a feeling. <laughs> with a rally, you usually need a navigator, and then you start, you know, you might not always be friends at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Yeah, those can be a challenge for sure. Well, you know, you're taking us on a, run, a fun ride today, and this event coming up, uh, listeners, you got to check it out. Uh, if you're going to be in the Chattanooga area, or even if you're not, get on a plane and go to the Chattanooga Motor Car uh, Festival. It It is just so much fun. It's so cool. Before I let you go today, though, Mike, could you share maybe some words of inspiration or advice for our listeners? Well, one of one of the the, the, the phrases or the quote that I kind of live by is that um, we are neither the giant of our dreams or the dwarf of our fears. And who said that? I can't remember, uh, but um, I think I think it's a, it's about being having a life of balance, mm. and um, that's all. I fall back on that a lot. Now, are there ways for people to keep up with what you're doing, uh, at least with maybe your business? Well, just Google me. Uh, Google my name. It'll come up uh, with various different things, events, and and the uh, you know in the, in the horse world and the car world. So I'm easy to find. I can't hide. There you go, uh, listeners. Again, this wonderful event, Chattanooga Motor Car Festival, takes place October 14th through the 16th. Go to their website, get tickets. Uh, this is an event you definitely want to go to. And, and I want to shout out to our mutual friend uh, Judy Stropis again. She's been helping me line everybody up this week. So uh, you know Judy. Well, just like I do, she's very good at, uh, she's another one of those Ken Grosses. She knows everybody, right? Yeah, she is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's pretty fun. Mike, hey, thanks for stopping by with me today. I know you're busy. Uh, until you and I talk again, my friend, I'll see you at the Chattanooga Motor Car Festival. Thank you, Mark. It's always a pleasure. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!